We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, it makes a difference when you understand God's attitude toward these things. Somebody said, well, you know, I had this bad financial problem, and I know it was God just trying to teach me something. Do you ever think it might be the devil stealing, killing, and destroying? Show me in the scripture where it says that God steals your finances. You know, Jesus 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. You thought it's Luke 6.38, but it's Jesus 6.38. <laughs> That's what he said. It didn't say, Give, and I'll come steal from you, and take your finances, and make you poor. No. You won't find that in the Bible. But did you know many people believe that? I heard an individual stand up before a whole congregation of people and tell how God took their finances, lost their business. She knew it was God because she had prayed, whatever it takes to get my husband saved, even if we have to lose everything we got. Now, you know what that was? That's the open door to the devil. He just stepped in and answered that prayer stole their finances, lost their business. She is picking peas for $2 an hour. They were wealthy at one time. And she just knew God did it because she prayed, and pardon me, she prayed that dumb prayer. Now let me show you something here. What it means to have the knowledge of God to an individual, it may mean life or death to you. Because if you know the truth, the knowledge of the truth will set you free. Now you know what she did? She bargained with God Lord, I'll trade our finances for my husband's salvation. I'll offer my finances as a sacrifice to get my husband born again. That's idolatry. There's only one sacrifice had to be offered to get her husband born again. That was Jesus, and he'd already offered it. But you see, if you don't know any better, you can't do any better. So then certain things hold people in bondage. So she prayed a prayer. The devil stepped in, answered her prayer, stole their finances. They lost their business. And then he convinced her that it was God that did it. You see, in the book of Job, the devil was accusing Job before God. And now the devil accuses God before the people. And if you're not careful, he'll get you to believe in some of that trash. Get you in trouble over it. The trying of your faith doesn't perfect your faith. It causes the force of patience to come into play. Now, let's take a scripture in Matthew, the sixth chapter. Very familiar passage of scripture. But now Jesus is praying and he's teaching his disciples to pray. In verse 9, he says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, did you get a hold of that? Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray this way. That it'll be on earth the same as it is in heaven. Now stop and ask yourself, how is it in heaven? Is any sickness or disease up there? Any poverty up there? Any problems up there? Any trials and tests up there? 
then that's the will of God for the earth. Either that or Jesus was confused. Now let's look at this for a minute. He said, pray the kingdom of God come. Now see, that's an Old Testament prayer. The name of Jesus is not in it. It's not the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. It's the prayer he taught his disciples to pray under the Old Covenant. There's two or three reasons for that. One is that today the kingdom of God has already come. It came on the day of Pentecost. It's set up in the hearts of men. Jesus said, you won't say, lo, here, lo, there's the kingdom. He said, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, see, when he said that, the kingdom hadn't come yet. But he's telling them where to abide. You have to understand how Jesus talked. He always talked in past tense. He called things that were not as though they were. He stood there one day in the 17th chapter of John. He's praying to the Father. He said, Father, I thank you that I'm no more in this world. Well, man, they're standing there looking at him eyeball to eyeball, and he's telling the Father, I'm not in this world. See, you've got to know how Jesus talked to understand him. That's the reason he got in so much trouble in his ministry. He called things that were not as though they were. And, brother, when you start doing that, people really back off and take a look at you. <laughs> wow, that guy's got to be crazy. So the kingdom of God, when the kingdom of God comes, in other words, what Jesus was saying there and teaching them in that prayer, when the kingdom of God does come, then it'll be possible that it can be done on earth the same as it is in heaven. Now, see, when the kingdom of God came on the day of Pentecost was set up in the hearts of men, it is the same kingdom, a part of the same kingdom that will be set up in the New Jerusalem. Now, I'm not talking about the physical manifestation of God's kingdom. I'm talking about a spiritual manifestation of it in the hearts of men. The secret kingdom inside you. God's kingdom dwells inside you as a believer. Now, he went on to say in Mark, the ninth chapter, verse 1, he said to some of you standing here that won't taste death till you see the kingdom of God come. Well, now, that proves that he's not talking about the new Jerusalem. He's talking about the kingdom that came on the day of Pentecost. Now, the kingdom is our supply, our total supply. Everything we have need of in this life, we're capable of receiving it through the kingdom of God. So this is what Jesus is saying. Pray that the kingdom of God would come. So the will of God can be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, it has to be God's will for it to be on earth today as it is in heaven, or Jesus was confused in his praying. Now, to show you fully that that is the will of God, it has been the will of God all down through the years. It was the will of God from the beginning. It's the will of God now. It's the will of God in the end. Read the book of Revelation. John said, I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, and heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and I'll dwell with them and be their God, and they'll be my people. What is this that John saw? He saw God moving his throne to the earth. It was the new earth, all right. But he moved heaven to earth. Now, if it wasn't God's will for it to be on earth the same as it is in heaven, why is it going to end up that way? <laughs> Have you ever thought of that? See, we need to develop the attitude of Jesus and the attitude of God concerning these things. It is God's will for it to be on earth today as it is in heaven. 
Now somebody said, yeah, but Brother Caps, it's not that way. Well, you know, I have sense enough to know that it's not that way yet. But Jesus said that was the will of God. It is still the will of God. And if we'll take that as being the gospel and develop our attitude around the fact that it is God's will for it to be on this planet earth as it is in heaven, and there was no sickness there, there's no disease there, there's no poverty there, then you can get yourself unhooked from a lot of traditional ideas and get in a position where God can bless you through the kingdom principles. Can you say amen? Praise God. I don't know whether I've helped you or not, but I've talked myself happy. <laughs> go for it. Praise God forevermore. Now, go with me to Galatians. There's a passage of Scripture here I want you to see. Galatians 1, 4. Well, let's start with verse 3. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God our Father. Now here's scripture that tells you it's God's will to deliver you from this present evil world. In other words, the evils that are in this present world. It is God's will for you to be delivered from them. Now Jesus prayed in the 17th chapter of John, and he said, I don't pray that you would take them out of this world, but you would keep them from the evil that's in this world. Now many people believe that things bad and evil things that happened to them in life was God's will for them. But when you begin to check up on it in the scriptures, you'll find out you have been deceived as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety and corrupted your mind from the simplicity of the word of God. Folks, the Bible is simple. It's easy to understand the Bible. It is. I'm convinced the Bible is so simple you'd have to have somebody to help you misunderstand it. But we've had a lot of help down through the years, helping us misunderstand it. <laughs> well, we need to get a hold of these truths. Go with me to Luke, the sixth chapter. Jesus is sharing something here. How many of you know Jesus was a prophet? Now, sometimes we don't think of him as being a prophet. But he prophesied some things here that'll help you if you get a hold of it. Verse 46, Luke 6, 46. Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house, dig deep, laid the foundation on a rock. When the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without foundation builds a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently. Immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Now listen to what Jesus said. He prophesied that if you don't do his sayings, you're going to fail in life. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now all of this week, our book offer will be book offer number 7512, entitled Kicking Over Sacred Cows. Now, we're going to be talking about that subject here on the broadcast this week. It's a 132-page paperback entitled Kicking Over Sacred Cows. 
for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Now, you might say, what in the world are you talking about kicking over sacred cows? Well, now, there's certain scriptures in the Bible that hold people in bondage. The, the Word of God was given to us to set us free, to be a blessing to us, not hold us in bondage. But over in India, there are certain places that people worship the cows. They wouldn't dare eat one. It's the very thing they need the most of, but they starve to death rather than eat the cow because they've been taught that it may be their grandmother or grandfather that came back as a cow. They believe in reincarnation in all things. But you see, they'll suffer and they'll die and not eat the very thing they need because they have been taught wrong. So when it comes to the Bible, some people have sacred cow scriptures that held them in bondage all their life and never been set free from. For instance, the Bible talks about the chastening of the Lord in Hebrews chapter 12, and it holds people in bondage. But if you understand the chastening of the Lord, he does it with his word, not with sickness, not with disease, not with problems and troubles in life. The devil is the troublemaker, not God. And if you don't know that, then you need to kick that sacred cow over, get rid of it, because it is not the truth. That's offer number 7512, 132-page paperback entitled, Kicking Over Sacred Cows, for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.